0: Okay, what's going on, Hala? How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm fine. I'm great.
0: Uh, Your book is fantastic, you know, Fiance. Uh, I got the book and I have. I mean, I'm get, getting the ebook version, but I'm two chapters into the book and I'm loving it. It's amazing.
1: It's really, really, really good to hear that very much. And uh, I'm very glad that you're reading it and you're enjoying it. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you for sure. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you doing this. And I'm glad we're finally able to do this. (laughs) You know? All right. Yes. Yes. Uh, We will talk about your book more for right now. I wanna know, for people that don't know, let's tell them what you do, where you're from, and a brief background of you, you know?
1: Okay. Um, I am Hala Olesh. And I come from Sudan in northern Africa, and uh, I was raised in the United Arab Emirates uh, up until I graduated from high school. Um, and then I I went to Egypt where I I got my b- bachelor's degree in dentistry, dental and surgery, and medicine. And uh, yeah, that's about my background. <laughs> um. And what I do, yeah, I'm a dentist, and uh, I am a new author, uh, indie author, self-published author. I published my first novel last year, uh, this year, this year, in January. And, yeah.
0: Awesome. Now, when people think of these countries in the Middle East, what they think about is everything like war and terrorism. But that's not true at all, right? Right. There is a other side to it. And it's the news to blame for showing only negative in these countries. So what do this
1: you to say? Is true, actually. And I did notice that, you know, growing up even in, the, in UAE and uh, noticing the, you know, foreigners, more and more foreign, foreigners, uh, foreigners come and uh, they join the community and then they start having all these, you know, suddenly reala- realizations that, it's not as they had expected and they do say this point that it's they do blame the news for that because it shows just only you know to say superstitious (laughs) ideas and uh yeah so we're pretty much like everyone else all human everywhere no difference
0: yeah we're all humans and i think It is the news to blame for misrepresenting these countries because there is a lot good that's going on, but they choose to show you only the bad, only the negative part. And then people start perceiving these countries as something dangerous or bad or negative, but that's not true.
1: This is true, by the way, it is true. And, And even something else, I did notice something that the foreigners that come have this, especially the Western ones, uh, they'd have this uh, strange idea that um, <laughs> that oh you're in UAE you know the Gulf region then do you ride camels? <laughs> <laughs> they, they actually ask that question, and when they come and they see you know all Dubai and you know just, it's it's normal just it's, it's like buildings and cars and so you really don't know what others actually how they perceive you. Because they only see, you know, the part of dramatized uh, view that that the news presents to them. I know people love drama.
0: That's right. People are just addicted to the negative, you know.
1: It's suspense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sure. And there is something to be said for the awesome infrastructure of the buildings and the roads in UAE, especially Dubai. I have never been there, but I have seen on internet, but it's the best.
1: It, it is really beautiful. And actually, you know, Dubai kind of like takes it from, uh, takes eyes, you know, and, and, uh, and all the other places are also beautiful, you know. And I really love Abu Dhabi as well. Um, it's, it's, really, it's really fascinating, I guess, especially for, for a person that has different expectations when they see it. And uh, it's quite beautiful um old city city vibes and urban vibes and when you go to places where like the, where i was uh, raised it's called uh, it's a city called Delain. and uh, it's more like you know cozy cozy vibes and then you start going when you go to other places like uh Al Khaimah as well the other emirates in the uae you start seeing all these um you know more landscape scenery and stuff which is also very beautiful like mountains and stuff
0: yeah it's beautiful from what you're saying it's just fascinating yes now now you said that you were born in sudan is that right yes okay and uh you also went to an american school in sudan
1: no so i was born in sudan and then i uh when i was like three years old like really early we came to uae so i grew up in the in uae and that's where i got my american high school diploma yeah
0: Okay. So what was yeah. it like to go to an American school?
1: I guess really I owe I owe a lot, you know, to act, to to going there because I think it shaped a lot of my personality and and I mean me and even I have a twin sister, so you 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 see me referring to her a lot, a lot. I'm not used to saying me cuz she's in with me in everything. So I'd say we. So yeah. um uh, I feel like it's it shaped us a lot and uh, the experience is so, uh, first you get to see the the international community. Like I said, I wasn't I didn't grow up in, in Dubai, so uh, in places like Dubai, for example, or Abu Dhabi, you'll find more international uh, community. So growing up in Al Ain, but in an international school, um, gave me this insight, you know, I, I'd see all the, the American, Canadian and and all these places and the mix of people and listen to them and their stories and I think I told you before I actually really really love looking into people and their personalities and their cultures and the way they speak and this just brings me all (laughs) started
0: yeah sure now from what you're describing it really seems like this is a place which is really open to all types of cultures which is welcoming this doesn't uh, look at all or sound at all like what they show on news like
1: i swear to god this is so true there were some yeah. points uh at some points and i think it was even during school when i'd be like looking at everything around and uh, seeing all this community that is so 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 mixed and there's like, it's really peaceful. It's really peaceful and safe. And I remember seeing even um, uh, there was this student with us that was from uh, the US, and she made this comment about how, um, how it was so safe and she wasn't used to it. Like, she'd carry her bag all around, and, uh, and really. And, and for us, it was like we'd leave it in the corridor and walk and because it was so safe. Um, but she was like, I can't get used to this if I go to, back to the U.S. and it'll be so like uh, dangerous. Yeah. Anywho, so so the mood is just so beautiful. We'd be like all, you know, and with different religions as well. Like, and, and it's all like peace. And there's not a single remark, not like even the hint, the slightest hint of what's going on in the news. So you just want to like give that, uh, show that to people, but you don't know how to explain they have to come and see it for themselves
0: yeah, I think this is a great way for people to educate them on on truth right Yes okay okay, now coming back to you again, so what did you do after school
1: so uh, i went to uh, after I, so I went to egypt alexandria it's a city called Alexandria by the wow. sea and uh, it's very beautiful. You know, it's called Alexandria from Alexander the Great because it was occupied at that time. And uh, it's very beautiful. It's a place full of cultures and cultural background. And uh, it, even the buildings, everything is and the architecture. The, it's just so it has this mix of like Greek, Latin, like a mix of everything, French, everything together. And uh, it's very beautiful to be in Alexandria, and I was lucky enough to, to get my bachelor's from there. So I spent like five six years, yeah, including the training. Yeah.
0: Now, is there a reason why you chose to get your bachelor's from Egypt?
1: Well, um, the university is, is really good, but I, the real reason why I went to Egypt is because my brothers were there before, and it was like... It was the the most you know it's the best option it was the best option for me yeah but it's really i think it's because my brothers had a really good experience and that's why i just followed because it's really good it's beautiful vibes are awesome even in egypt well if you're in alexandria it's like the peaceful place people come for for fun you know they come in uh, when it's summer they, um, for the beach. It's it's kind of like this cool place. Um, yeah, so I love the vibes. I love the people it is, as well.
0: It's awesome. Now, if there is one place that I ever wanted to go to since my childhood, that would be Egypt. Egypt is really, it really fascinates me. When I think of Egypt, all I think about is a desert and people in traditional clothing and everybody is doing their thing in the market, you know, busy market. But but that's not what modern Egypt is like, I guess. It's different from it. so yes. what what is life like in Egypt? What is the life of people in Egypt like?
1: Well, one thing you said is right. It's really busy. It's a busy place. Okay. and uh, very busy. <laughs> and although like some places is different. like um, Cairo, for example, is more busy than other places. so Still, it's so busy, it's so full, like, mashallah, the, their number, the Egyptians, is really, like, big, so, so um, it's like a, a very busy, crowded place, kind of, and I remember, I remember, I really love the, the demography, I, I love the, the, the people, they're the mix uh, in them and their types, and, um, you know, there's this, there's this saying that Arabs say, uh, and, and they mean by it that there's like Egypt is the mother of the world and it's kind of like um the metaphor that you know it, it says that Egypt, Egypt has all this mix of people it has everything inside it and and I did I do agree because it is really diverse even the people there are very 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 diverse so you wouldn't see just like a normal mix of people but you find like communities carrying certain characters with them so there's the type who are like that and the type which who are actually a very large community so it's very interesting to look into them and their types because you cannot explain them using one way you can not go like Egyptians are like that because there's so diverse in the type so yeah it's really really interesting and I remember about her life in Egypt. I remember this is friend I had from. Um, I, I met her in Alexandria, and she's Korean. But she said uh, she visited China once, and she was like, "There's one thing I realized that Egypt is just like. I mean, China is just like Egypt." And she's like, "China is the mother of the world. They have the same characteristics. I don't know why. I mean, I haven't seen. I haven't been to Egypt to China." But, I don't know why she saw the the similarity between them so much. She felt the same vibe, so I guess it's really comparatively you know like it's it is similar.
0: <laughs> maybe it's just a crowd
1: I don't know, maybe crowd she was like they're busy, they're so mm-hmm. busy, and then they're a lot, and I'm like, okay, interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, it's awesome now it's um it's amazing when you say that egypt is a diverse place and there is a lot of different types of people and they're living together harmoniously like a community
1: yes yes exactly and there are just so many there are so many you can't even like i mean before i went i came to egypt um i had people having all these you know even arabs having certain Um, way they they think you know Egyptians are so and so or there's a certain picture about them and there isn't a certain picture they're just too different you can't explain to like the same way and it's very interesting to look into them yes
0: it's amazing now what's even more amazing is the relation of River Nile with Egypt it's like a mother and a child right (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) I don't know how you say it.
0: How much is that true? I mean uh, I read it once in an article that without the Nile Egypt would be a complete desert and there would be no life.
1: Well I do agree of course it is true yeah but I'd say that it's not only Egypt that's the thing everywhere where the Nile passes it applies so Sudan and yeah and as you go down as you go up it's the same and there's no up yeah as you go down uh, all the places you know where the nile actually passes do rely on it and life with, without the nile would be very difficult there wouldn't be even history behind it like there wouldn't be history in the area because people right. did used to live they used to live close to the where the nile is
0: only near nile
1: yes mostly but you'll find right. these places even in history mostly populated
0: wow yeah like of course right it's obvious it's just it's life yes okay now when you're in egypt you're going to this college uh college did you have opportunity enough you had of course uh to explore the egypt and learn about history
1: well i i i actually i didn't i didn't uh like i was busy with with the college life and like college and back home back home i didn't i didn't do enough um like tours or actual uh, you know checking the history of course this uh, i only saw i saw the the pyramids and the museum in cairo yeah. yeah but other than that i only saw the places in alexandria but i didn't you know go around take a tour yeah but still i mean I did get to see a lot in Alexandria. I don't know, I'd like to, Alexandria is more like a, it's a center for for uh, exchange of cultures, and there's a lot into this place, because the city, even like thousands of years ago, when, you know, the time I told you of Alexander the Great, <laughs> um, there's, it's kind of like an educational site, you know? There's like the first the medical school was opened back then. Can you imagine? Like, there was like uh, there's a library, a very huge library. It's called Bibliotheca Alexandria, and um, it's beautiful. I mean, if you go in and Google it, oh my god, it's it's, and it's really that awesome. So there's like a huge library. There are lots of events. You you um, you see people. You you you. You meet others, I mean, even my, like I told you, the Korean friend, I mean, I met her over there. Why? Because it's just, it's a site for this. So I feel like I still learned a lot from being in Alexandria itself. Yeah. A lot of history, a lot of uh, people and anthropology, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Now, where did, where and how did this idea of writing a book an hour came from because it came when you from the time you were in Egypt in college right
1: well I mean um, I wouldn't say that actually I at first I thought that I just had the idea when I was in no in the last year of college no when I was actually training before the last year yeah okay and and that I wrote it in the year after but then when I, I remember going back to my, uh, I found my things when I came here in Sudan and I found my old stuff like from school and everything. And then I I saw that I was, there were like several attempts to write something. And I was like, oh my God, Hala, it's been so long. I mean, I've always wanted to write something like there's like there are even stories and there's, there's poetry, there's stories and there are like, for example, um, like a beginning of a novel and stuff. I was like, oh, my God, you know, this you had this writing thing all along. Why didn't why hadn't I thought of it as something that that I'd really want to do? You know, <laughs> it was the realization right. suddenly. <laughs> yes. But um, but writing fans, in specific. Yeah, I uh, it was like, I think uh, the be- before the last year I spent in Egypt and um, yeah, want me to tell you how Sure. Like um, yeah, and uh, I, I remember I was just there was this um song. Okay, I think I said it somewhere before, and uh, there was a song. Um, it's like it's like a poem. Yeah, it's a famous poem, and it speaks about it describes a an island in Sudan, day Sudan, in Khartoum. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the island and and. For me, it was the first time listening to it because I, I didn't grow up in Sudan. So, I mean, people who grew up here, they'd, they'd actually study it in curriculum, this poem. But for me, it was like, okay, first time to hear it. And it was uh, sung in a very beautiful way by an artist called Ahmed Amin. And I was like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. All the descriptions about how uh, the place is, is, the busyness of life there. Okay, it was described. And I was like, wow, I imagined if, if like, at that point if i was actually standing there and looking at this and then my mind shifted to something else i was like what if it wasn't me or i would it was someone a girl just like me but like thousands of years ago what would it have felt like so it was a question swear to god and after that i just don't know but suddenly i felt like you know i'm going to write this and then i stopped thinking about it until i finished my training year and then after that the covid lockdown
0: oh yeah
1: we were at home and i just i came to uae and i was just like locked at home and yeah and nothing to do i just got the laptop outside and started writing and it was like i don't know something yeah actually i would uh, the lockdown was not the whole day there were hours the 3 hours So I would like go uh, before the lockdown begins and walk in the neighborhood. Uh, I don't know why it felt like when I take walks alone that the ideas actually just come, the story just comes. I don't know how to like make them up. It just feels like that. So I I did that like every day for like two hours every day, and I just come back and write and write and write. Just it it happened, you know. (laughs) This is how. Wow.
0: Right. I definitely agree with you on that last point on creativity. Like we don't know how to tap into it, but you just spend some time by yourself and wait for it. And it starts coming from inside, like from some other realm.
1: Exactly. It feels like it already exists and it's just coming to you. It exists. You're not making it up, you know? Yes, it's art. I think it's just because it's a form of art.
0: Yeah, it's not like you are fabricating, thinking it and then, no, that's not how it is. You're receiving it from somewhere.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, now, going through the book, uh, there is a touch of history. There is a touch of emotion. This book is both educational and entertaining. So this is for everyone. But there are only real facts from history. So did you have to conduct any deep research before you write the book? How did that go on? How did that process?
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, of course, I did. I did have to research because like I told you, the reason why I even wanted to write the book is because when I, I remember when I Googled this, um, that uh, that island in Sudan, and I was like, OK, I, it was called Tuti. It's called Tuti. So I was like, I googled Tuti and history because I was interested in the idea of you know, how would it have felt. So, And then I didn't find a lot about it, but I found about another island in Sudan called Sai. And I read that it had one of the oldest civilizations on Earth. So I was like, what? And how did I not know that? And then I read all this stuff about the, the actual history behind it. And, and, and then I came across the Kerma kingdom and then the pre-Kerma kingdom, which is like even before the Kerma kingdom that existed in Sai and in this, these places, which is like Northern Sudan, then the modern day Sudan is like Northern Sudan. Right. And, um, I was like, okay, so I went reading about this and I found a lot, a lot that I don't know so that's the reason that made me want to write it in the first place learning learning about it and I felt so annoyed that i don't know anything about this really and that people don't know about it about this and it's like it's really it's a it's vexing really why didn't anyone told me about this so uh, i did have to research and and also sad truth i didn't find a lot of information on like articles or like something available like videos like about anything else, like how I'd find videos about, for example, even Egyptology or, you know, I didn't find videos, I had to go and like order, I'd, I'd go like to research gate or something and ask, the send in a uh, message to the author of the paper and go like, you know, I, if I want to read your paper for so and so. And yeah, and so I had to read research papers, I had to like study them for a couple of months before I was able to even, you know, understand and, you know, get a, a a glimpse of how it would have felt by learning about the background, learning about the people, learning about whatever we uh, ha- historians and archaeologists actually figured until today, you know. Right, so I had right. to
0: do that. Uh, yeah. Now, was there any struggle on finding out only real, legitimate information and facts because there is a lot of fake information online, right? So how did you know that? How did you find out the real information and where did it like, was it mostly the research papers? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, it was the research papers actually mainly, this is what I did. But I actually knew from the beginning that I was not writing history, you know, because I figured after reading, I, okay, I figured that we don't know enough, you know, so there is not, and then actually a lot of the, the artifacts, a lot of the, the buildings and such, the remains, were buried from um, the Aswan Dam. There's a dam, there was a dam that was made uh, like 20 years maybe ago, no more. And then so, so um, everything was covered there are some stuff that they revived but some you know so so excavations are still ongoing but we can't say that um, like we we know enough so that we could write like actual actual facts a whole novel of facts you know that's not possible not even about egypt not even about anywhere else cuz it's really history you know so I knew from the beginning that I was writing art. Like I, I mean that it was something it's gonna be something creative and it's gonna be historical fiction. So I just wanted to read more and more so that I can actually present the history through through the story. At the same time, it would be um, I would be able to portray characters in the story like how they could have been, you know, closest to what they could have been. I'll I'm, I feel like it's a trial to understand some of the, the the culture that these people the people of the Karma kingdom had you know to understand why right. they did what they did and so you try to get into their mind which is the part I really love you know to understand why they did that this is why you felt like the story has you know it's all it's kind of like um it's about emotions it's centered on characters so actually I was reading this thing, a uh, book it's, I'm still reading. It. It's called um, "My Escape to Freedom." Um, and and uh, the guy, and he, he wrote something that reminded me he was uh, commenting on historical fiction, the difference between historical fiction and um, actual history, facts. So right. And he was saying this thing he used this term like intrinsic history, extrinsic history. It was the first time I actually hear that. And he was like, "The thing is historical in historical fiction it's centered on an intrinsic history and it had, which does not focus on the facts, rather it fact focuses on the people, you know? And and, and how it would have they like how things would have been if so and so, you know. And this is exactly right. what I'm portraying through fans. Yeah.
0: And that's what that's exactly what makes this book interesting and entertaining because if you make it only factual then it becomes boring, you know? So but that's not what this is. Yeah. I was
1: trying my best.
0: Yes. And so that's why anyone can read this book. It's not just like a study of history or facts, but this is meaningful.
1: Yes, I'm really glad you think so. And and this is the point from the story. Like um it is uh first, it's for everyone. Yeah, I just want people to know that, you know. I made it so that anyone can read it, even kids uh, can read it. And I want them to learn through, to learn about the history of the region. And, and hopefully, maybe other stories, maybe they'll get to know more and more. I want people to, I want the kids to have this, to have this mentality of, you know, it, it, our history can be entertaining, it can be fun. There can be meaning behind behind this, try to understand the other through understanding themselves, but thousands years ago. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, yeah, it is important. So this is why the document is really educational. OK, the book is great, guys. Get the book. All right. Yeah. Mm. And. My last question about the book, so before you wrote this book, did you have self-doubt kick in?
1: Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think so because, you know, I'm, I'm from this type that I, mean, I wouldn't make decisions, decisions easily. So I wouldn't say I'm going to do this or that. I wouldn't even choose my favorite song easily. You know, I, I really wouldn't do that. So I wouldn't make choices. But if I make a choice, I know I make a choice. So I'm sure of it, and that's the thing. And I'm really glad that I stick through. And I know, you know once I chose this, then that's it. It's one choice. Yeah. And I stick I to the that. I love that.
0: I love that. You know, because uh, when people go something uh, uh, before even they they could pull it off, they have they have these thoughts like, oh, who is going to read my book, or who am I to talk about this. And then that kind of stops them from doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're so right. People do have this inclination. Maybe even us, anyone can have this inclination to think so, but it's so wrong. I think, yeah, because I think like I told you even about anything, all the, all the, the effort that one makes, it, 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 meaning comes from you having the right desire if you have the right in intention, if you have like, you know, genuinity in what you're doing, if you believe in it, you know, and you have an actual real um, noble, noble purpose, you know, <laughs> I really believe that whatever you do is going to succeed. This is like a firm belief I have, really. And so I don't really doubt myself as long as I know my intention and I know that I see that this thing will work and Also, I think it has to do with what you think of as success for you, you know, for you as a person. I mean, some people could think success is, for example, numbers. And other people think success is money or popularity, so and so. But when you put success as impact, I think um, you feel better. I think you do better and you do have true influence on people. Yeah. I mean, if you can even influence one person with your word, with the single word you say. You have like the you know magic wand in your in your hand. You have it, you know, you you do you can change. You can help people a lot. But you have to have the right belief.
0: This is really eye opening and inspiring for a lot of people, including me.
1: It's really great. I told you I really love your videos, by the way, because I do sense that in them. I do sense that in them. So that's the thing. And I think you do understand what I'm trying to say here as well. This is really. Yes, yes, yes.
0: For sure. My videos are just a reflection of what I'm going through, you know, and what I have learned through the experiences. I just try to share that with the world, hoping that it could help them.
1: Yes, it would help. Like I told you, sometimes when I go through your account and I go like, you know, uh, it just, it, it brings me uh, ease. Yeah, it brings me like um, positive vibes. Yeah. And it really matters because these little things, they help you go like continue. They help you continue.
0: Right. They help. This is amazing, by the way, to know. Like I trust my instincts more when you know that this is affecting other people in a positive way. Exactly. Yes. Now, everything you do is passion and purpose-driven. You're not doing anything just because everybody else is doing, them, uh, doing it or, or uh, it's imposed by the norms of society. No, you're doing what you want, what you truly want. When it comes to book or when it comes to learning languages, so so yeah
1: Oh so, yes yeah, yeah yeah this is true yeah um, so this is true this is uh, like you said passion driven i do believe that passion has very um passion is really the effect of, that passion can have on your life is is truly magical and i don't think that enough people do realize that and i think that they kill their passion because of, not because of the right reasons. I mean, I mean they they really they just can't see it. They just can't see that passion even um, drives the most successful people to to anything they do. It's really Remain. powerful. And yeah. also, I do have this belief that you know each of us has a purpose. Maybe you'd agree uh, with me on that. That that each of us is actually born with a certain purpose and and that the purpose you know your purpose by realizing your desire so let's say you are a person that is driven to do so and so know, i'm interested in cars i am a um i think i'm interested in medicine traveling. i think i should be traveling just whatever thing you love whatever um not even just the thing you love whatever thing you know the thing that you find yourself compelled compelled to to, to do to see to you just want this thing to be in your life I just feel Mm. like this thing is just like you're the world you know whispering to you or maybe saying it sometimes loudly but you choose to not listen (laughs) you know the world is telling you this is your job and it's also telling you that you can do it sure yes so this is what I believe, and if one does not actually do that, does not actually go ahead and pursue whatever they are supposed to do, I feel like they will be they they'll be not doing their job in this life. Yeah. So when I think this way, it makes me you know I picture myself in the deathbed, and I just and like if I think of the possibility that I didn't do. What I want to do, what I think I should be doing, it feels like, oh my God, my life was in vain, you know, like totally. Although other people could would not agree because they don't know how you feel. So mm. others will will not and they cannot agree 100% or know. For example, <laughs> what is your purpose in this life? It's you who knows it, you know.
0: Right. Totally.
1: Your purpose is
0: only determined by you and the thing that you said when you're on the deathbed and you're going through your life and all we want people to not, we don't want people to live lives that they would regret, right? That I never tried. I could succeed. I just never tried. I didn't work on my passion. I did not even try to make my dreams and fantasies. I didn't even try to make them come true. Yes, yes, that shouldn't yes. Be the case.
1: Yes, they do that. And, and it, these are the things that drive me really, like, really, really annoyed. And, and actually, this is one reason I want to do what, whatever I want to do, you know, because I feel like I want others to, to realize that they can do whatever thing they want to do, and they are capable of doing it, even if it seems crazy. And maybe sometimes a lot of the people who know me would sometimes think I am crazy. <laughs> I don't know, They'd refer to me as like, they go like, oh, my God, like you're doing all these things. And why are you doing them all together? And, you know, you're a dentist. Just go ahead and work as a dentist. And what are you doing? You know, and I'm just like, you know, just leave me alone. <laughs> really, I know what I'm doing. So and, and yeah. So and then at the end of the day, when you do something, even if it's really small, you'll see them they are you know they're really happy and they are surprised and and just why i mean i told you if you want to do something you can do it that's how you do things you want to do the thing you go ahead and do it and it happens you know sitting right there it, it doesn't take you anywhere
0: 100 percent. i completely agree on that and that yeah. point about people people sometimes suck the energy out of you like why are you doing this is there success in that is there money in that i'm doing something more meaningful than what you see to be i want to do this okay go do your job if you don't know your job go do some soul searching let me do mine i know what i'm doing
1: (laughs) yes and you know the thing i don't think it's like like they are wrong or like we're right it's not like that I feel like it's just um, the difference in personalities. I mean, some people, they do have a tendency to, and they're very important in life, you know, the, these realistic people who are on ground. And they yeah. care about the every day, what we're going to do, what we're going to eat, how's life going to continue, what do you, how are you going to pay for that, all these details, you know. It's very important. And at the same time, there's just the other side, the people who are totally dreaming, and they're somewhere else in the la-la-land. <laughs> so there has to be a balance. One can't be this yes. way or that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. People definitely need some education on that and they need to have an open mind. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, how do you how do one go and identify their passion? I think you just told about that like it is something that you love. Right?
1: Yes, something that you love and at the same time I just feel like it's a true call because it's not just something you love it's something that you feel compelled to do you feel it calling you so you cannot it's very important so you can love a lot of stuff you can I can love listening to music I can love singing sometimes I can live so and so dancing whatever but then like i told you this is how i judge if i'm on my deathbed then i don't do that will i be satisfied so if i go like if i try put that in the in the complete field you know complete the sentence and I find that oh it ticks okay then it's okay then I don't have to do it if if I won't regret it and if I find that oh my god no it's going to be a serious issue no get back and change something because the steps you do today take you for to tomorrow you know
0: wow it's amazing and it's also if you do enough, if you spend enough time with yourself or if you do some observing at all of yourself, you will find that uh, while, just observe yourself for one week and just, just see yourself. Like uh, you you might find yourself while doing that, oh, I was engaged there. That made me feel completely engaged. I was, it made me feel meaningful. Like this is the reason why I'm here on earth. This is my reason. And that might be your purpose and we're humans and i believe that we have creativity we have capability and that dream that you have or that purpose that you have you have to use this creativity and capability to make it to to grow it to cultivate it into something bigger that's what we are you are here to do and in the process you get you get the opportunity to overcome yourself
1: this is so true. This is so true. I just love how you put it and it is true. And I, I do believe that you can fight and you can overcome, like you said. You can be able to do it. You just have to you don't even have to put the right effort like how people always put it. You know, sometimes they use phrases, certain phrases to to give themselves excuse not to follow their passion or you know. So sometimes I feel like that. And and they would misuse the the, the sentences you know, to to give themselves the excuse. So I feel like, no, you it's not like you have to put the right fashion, but sometimes it feels that you just have to take a step. So and and once you take a step, the, the doors keep opening and you don't even realize it before you find that you're there. You know, and it's like, oh, my God, how long has it been? You didn't even notice that you even forgot. You forgot the picture that you had created, you know, and, uh, and right. it's real. So you just have to take a step, I believe, and the, it will roll. Things will roll and like the universe is going to help you. God's going to open doors for you. That's how I think right. about it.
0: And you don't have to do a lot. You just have to take a small first step.
1: Yes, right? exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's really hard for people to take that first step. It's not hard. They're just not believing in themselves because of what people and society tells them. Like, hey, this is not going to work. Why are you doing that? Like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and, and they always blame society. And I also don't like it when that happens because, you know, you're turning everything that you choose to do, um, you know, blaming it on society. And in truth, it's like you're actually making the decision not to fight enough, even if it's fighting the society itself. Mm. So it's actually all on you. You don't want to fight enough for that. And you, you're not realizing that.
0: 100%. I think they should look inside and you, you have to fight a war every day to make your dream come true. That's it. And no one can yes. stop you. Let them believe what they believe. You know, you, you just believe in your dream and why you're here and get after it.
1: Yes. And it's not as hard as they think it is. That's the thing. So you do, when you picture it now, you feel like it's difficult. But then once you start the process and with all the passion, since you love it, it will things were roll, you know?
0: Yes, 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 sure. Um, okay. When you take that first step, like you, re- you start receiving this assistance from unexpected places. Exactly. exactly. That's what gets you rolling. Yeah. So they just need to get, take that first step, period. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and I want to go to go back to what you just said that you want to prove with whatever you are doing that people can do what they want to do and not what everybody else is doing. You want to prove that you want to be successful in what you're doing and prove that to people that you can make your dreams come true if you try to. And I agree with you on that. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do here with everything that I do with my channel and all, you know. <sighs> When you go in the society what's really encouraged is go learn and get a job and that's your life but this is not encouraged that what do you like what do you want to do what is like you know what's your dream what's your fantasies or your purpose and everyone has a unique purpose everyone right but that's not encouraged and that's what i hate and i want people to understand that but people are really um people are really miserable working those jobs that they don't want to work on right and if they spend all the the only reason is for money right but what's more important what's more important i think uh, the point that you said is when you're on your deathbed you shouldn't be regretting on what you did or what you didn't do that's more important plus enjoying your journey and not being miserable doing what you don't want to do that's also important Plus, you get to add value in other people's lives in the journey.
1: That's exactly, exactly what I believe as well. Uh, first of all, thank you for this point. I mean, really, it's, you put it really right. That's so true. And um, they should not regret. That's the thing. So, that's why one should understand themselves first. Like, you understand whom you are, what you want to do, what are your truly true desires, what's your motto in life. People differ, you know? Um, And and then, you know, you you check if this thing, you you should not, you made the choice, you should not regret it later. And like you said, everyone has a purpose, so you don't have a, you don't have to have this whole, you know, big, huge purpose in life I mean you don't have to have that. You know, your purpose could be, I want to be a mother, you know, and and that's it, this is your purpose, I want to raise my children really well. So, but you have to be aware of this you know that your purpose is this you know that you will find home in this so later on you will be at peace and you will not regret that at all so everyone has their 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 own purpose and they should be they should not be driven with which like whichever reasons would drive them to to live a life that it, they don't want to live you know that's yes. the thing yes, right. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And
0: I think uh, because of the lives that we, the the way we live our lives, we are, people are not in touch with their inner self, right? Not enough, and we live yes. these external lives. All they need to do is just get in touch with yourself, like you said.
1: This is so true. This is so true. And the whole uh, society driving people into something. Oh, there was this quote. Wait, I don't remember it very really well for Sir Ken Robinson, oh who passed away last year. He's an educationalist and uh, he was just say- saying this point as well, you know, he has a book, uh, it's a famous book called Creative Minds and lots of other books as well. Anyways, so um, he was saying this saying as well that uh, how it's the most miserable thing, tragic thing in life, yeah, is people reaching a point where, you know, realizing that they have lived their life. Um, you know, someone else's life, you know, that they were driven to do something that is not them at all. So I feel like uh, sometimes, because like you said, we don't take the time, we don't make the time to look to to sit, you know, with ourselves and, and look into what we actually are doing. And it's very important to do that so that we don't, you know, time doesn't just make us, you know, just push us to something that we don't want. We have to check if that's really us or not
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then they're also following this like following what they don't want to do just because everybody else tells them what they should be doing uh, they're also not happy with them like my life is miserable i hate my life my, like god god hates my god hates me or you know he mm-hmm. has given everybody else everything but not just me i'm sad well you're not trying you're not trying what you're supposed to be trying just yes, that. that's be very
1: exactly very shallow thinking. Actually, very shallow. You know, <laughs> to think that to blame it on anyone else, your life itself. Um, we have this saying in. Uh, it's not a saying. It's um. It's from it's religious. It says um. It's from the Quran. Yeah, this. No, no, it's from the Hadith. Okay, and it's uh, which is Prophet Muhammad's uh, words and which means uh, God does not change what's like the situation and, and the circumstances of a certain uh, of people, certain nation or certain people unless they change what's inside them, what's inside themselves. you know and and it's really funny how we have all this stuff with the different um, faiths you know we 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 have. We have all these sayings, we, you know, all the wise people in our lives people in history, tells us these, they tell us this stuff, and we just choose not to listen to them, we're not awake to them at all, or maybe actually take them and misuse them <laughs> the way we want. Right. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Well, I think this really goes to uh, people, need, uh, people need right education. On idea of God now this thing that we're talking about that go do what you love now that doesn't mean that you won't have problems or challenges that's just the way life is or things are my idea of God is what happens to you is not God but now it has happened and the voice that guides you through to go through that that's God so you shouldn't be blaming God. Oh, this has happened now. Now what? Like he yes. has, hasn't like given away the success that I want. Now this has happened. How am I going to face it? My life is only tragedy. But the real thing is you have to fight that tragedy to get to the other side. Something like that, maybe.
1: This is your job, exactly. Actually, right. I have to say quickly. I, I actually, I picture something every time I feel like I'm in distress. I feel like I'm in this, um, like I'm, you know, I've reached the point while, where I'm just, I, I just can't do this anymore, you know? I, I like to picture it, it as this way. I mean, I imagine myself in a room, a very small room, okay? And there's like uh, four, wo- four walls, and the walls keep coming close. They keep coming close, and it's like so crap, like now it's just, it's gonna hit me, you know? And then at that point, I feel like at that point where where it's gonna end, you know, if I do the last push, I try to actually push these walls away. At this certain point, which is very, you know, at the verge of your collapse, you know, if you push it, if you push, make the last push, suddenly the walls just keep going back. and. You know, mm. I, I feel like what's required of me is to make that last push. This is how I think about it and it, it really, it really helps me a lot when I think of it this way.
0: That's that's really, that's really meaningful. And this is your life, you know, why do you want God to come down and do the effort for you it's while you
1: can? <laughs> your responsibility.
0: Yeah, it's yours. And when you actually stand up and, like you said, you make that last push, there is meaning to be found in that. Like, life is really meaningful. I made that effort, and this is mine. I earned this. This is invincibility.
1: Exactly, invincibility. And you're telling, by doing that, you're telling the universe that, you know, I do want this thing, and I'm not giving up. That's the thing. So this is you reaching a point where you're just about to fall and you're saying, I'm not gonna give up. So suddenly things keep you know, opening doors and uh, you know, solutions come and, and this is where you find success as we picture it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, first of all, stop viewing success as you know, getting the graduation certificate and getting a job. That's not your success. <laughs> okay, uh, so coming back to the purpose now, how did you find um your passion as a language enthusiast?
1: Oh, oh, like I told you, I feel like everything i'm I'm doing <laughs> falls into this point. i just I love people looking into people themselves, you know, So I love people. Like I told you, it all starts from culture, language, their the way they think, their beliefs, you know, yeah, so, 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 yeah. Uh, I think it all has to do with people themselves. So communication, the idea of communicating with people uh, itself, maybe it has to do with that. So uh, about the language thing, well, first, even from school, I mean, the English um, studying English, I've always been interested in English literacy and stuff, literature. And um, I don't know why I love words. I think that's where the language part came from as well. I love words. I love letters. And how things sound
0: how long did it take for you to learn and completely master korean
1: okay um first i did not completely master korean (laughs) not yet i wouldn't say that yeah Uh, i am approaching fluency i'm very i'm really glad you know there are skills i still need to develop like speaking and such uh however um so i can't think i can't say that i mastered it Though so I want to, this is what I have to reach. And okay. uh, it took me, I, I started really early, like I told you, while I was in school. So it's kind of like 12 years ago or something. But, it, um, but I never put it as a priority. And I was like, I was studying while I was doing, you know, school, high school, while I was doing the dental school, I was still studying. And then suddenly, this is a point of awakening, I think, when I realized how important it is, it was for me. Um, and I was like, because it, it, it was OK, I discovered that the Koreans have interest in, in dental surgery and like very much interest. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't actually, you know, I really need this. And I felt like I need to step this up quickly. And at that point, and even with the events being in Alexandria, it, it gave me the vibe. So, I, at that point, I set Korean mm. as a priority, and I was like, you know, unless you, you put it as a priority, nothing's going to happen. So, although I was in dental school, it was still, like, a priority. So, I was, like, I would literally, like, I would literally be in a lecture, dental lecture, and I'd be writing the sentences that the lecturer is saying and then translating them right away or translating the words <laughs> And like all my papers are all like Korean and stuff. And I, I see people beside me like, what the hell are, is she doing is she even here, you know? So, yeah. and after I did that, I, I quickly, quickly like stepped up maybe three stages. So,
0: um, wow. yeah,
1: really I'm really glad that this happened and so, yeah.
0: So by making a priority, do you mean that we have to immerse ourselves in the language completely, like all the time, Korean, 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 day in and day out, like you stay in touch with the language for as much as you can. Is that what you mean by making it a priority?
1: Yes. Well, this is, okay, this is uh, um, my approach in learning language. And that's what I do with the other languages as well so at first I, I really like to okay sometimes people would go like you know hello why are you learning a couple of languages together you know this doesn't make sense and and you have to focus on such and such but for me i do understand even my experience with english or korean i realized that i do have to uh, in order to speak a language i mean to master them and that's what i intend to do in order to do that i have to like um embody the character of the of the other So I have to, if I'm learning Hindi, I have to become that person. And if I'm learning Spanish, I have to have the mentality. I have to learn what it means to be someone who speaks Spanish, the culture and the background of the person. So Mm. in order to do that, this is not something you can do in a day or night or even in a month. So I do realize that it takes time, at least for me. So that's why I begin right early after I make a decision, I begin to, to make these languages part of my daily life to to to, you know listen even if it's just listen to a song watch a drama in this language do that and that make it something of your everyday in order to learn bit by bit and and i feel like by the end of the day you start to become to to really understand it it takes just a bit actually not so so long but you start to 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 understand what it means for example that to be a Spanish speaker or like a Korean person. So after that, um, just remind me what was your question because I kept digressing.
0: <laughs> Speak something?
1: Yeah, I said, remind okay. me what was your question because I kept digressing.
0: Okay, I forgot. <laughs> I was listening <laughs> to you.
1: Okay, um, it's okay, it's okay. So that's just what I mean. So for me, this is how I, I, I do things, so I, this is what I think should be done to, to, to reach that point. And oh, then I remember. Oh, I priority prioritizing. Yeah.
0: Priority, exactly. That's what you're yeah. talking about.
1: So this is what I think should happen. And when you do that, I don't think this is called, this is called prioritizing the language. So mm-hmm. this is just you making it part of your life. Since you made the decision mm-hmm. to learn the language, then it is a part of your life from now on. And it cannot leave anymore so this is you just having it so prioritizing it is when you start that you start to make you know the decision that i'm gonna have to like focus in learning it as in learning the grammar learning the words i'm going to learn it for this period of time so the next two months are going to be spanish you know this is prioritizing it Mm -hmm. so in this sense what i did when i was prioritizing korean i was for example I'd like I'd write down vocab words because I wanted to learn uh, the vocab as quickly as possible to enrich my vocab. So I'd write the vocab words uh, on like a piece of paper and I'd hold, you know, just the the words in Korean. So I'd hold it like uh, put it in my pocket or something and then go to college or whatever. And then at any point, any single, you know, minute where I find a break, Korean is in my mind. So it's just like it's there. It doesn't go away. So if I'm waiting in the line, if I'm doing anything, I just take the paper out and just have a look at it. It feels like you're just memorizing it or something, so I have a look at it throughout the day for like two, three days. Two days, for example, and then I, I go home one day and take the paper out and try to re- recall the meaning of the words. And if I know the meaning, I would just like scratch it off until I'm done with the paper. So in this, throughout this process, I just realized one thing that Korean is just, it's prioritized in my mind, as in it doesn't, it's just the second most important thing, just there.
0: And you were talking about uh, you have to learn the culture uh, before you could actually master the language. It's not just learning the grammar rules and appearing for an exam, getting the certificate and boom. Um this is my I learned this new language. That's not enough. That's exactly. so hollow.
1: Let right. me tell you something, actually. It's really funny how I mean I had an experience with French in um, in school. Uh, we the school made it. It was it was a it was um, a class in school during school. So we had to take it. And and it was French and uh, we were taking it. Not so much so because we wanted so. I, I don't remember having any interest in French in the first place, but I, I I learned it for three years, three whole years, school years, and we were about to take the DELF exam even. So that's all what I remember. I remember getting to a point where we, like, I was able to take the DELF exam, and in truth, I forgot every single thing about French. So it's not because French is not a cool language, it's because it wasn't my interest. So I didn't choose it. And also because it was quickly, like, and it wasn't, I don't think I had anything, like, um, I I knew anything about background because there wasn't internal motive. Maybe this has to do with my personality as well. I have to be driven from inside to do the thing. So it was very surprising for me when I, I realized as I was in college, yeah, I remember realizing that, oh my God, I, I did learn French for three years. How did I forget? And I actually had to remind myself of we, like, yes, I forgot everything. It was like, it was a realization, however, that, you know, you really can't do something if you don't want it and it will Mm -hmm. not work. Even if you you learn the language so much so that you can you can even maybe even if you master it it doesn't mean you will keep remembering it and it doesn't mean it has to Mm. come from within it has to have a deep true purpose that relates Mm. to you
0: wow this gives me a completely new perspective Uh, i'm trying to learn german right now and you know this makes sense what you're saying like dive into the culture understand it understand people and the language will just come easier yes. to you in yes. long term
1: and want to do it also ask the question of why you want to do it right many people that for example nowadays with the all the k-pop industry and such they're very interested in korean okay so but when i ask like why you want to learn korean so the answer is always like uh, songs you know or, or something like, like drama or songs. Okay, sometimes it could be, this could be like a true reason, but you need to ask yourself really, really deeply, which to which level do you want to learn it? Because you cannot expect yourself to master the language because you want to listen to songs, you know? And mm. because you don't need to master the language to listen to songs,
0: <laughs>
1: so, yeah. like, don't, don't, so you just need to be clear with yourself so do not say like i this is your purpose and then it's later on when you find someone else is mastering it but you're not you you should not compare because you have a purpose this one has a purpose the other has a purpose so you just have to ask yourself the question truly what drives you and whether it's worth it or not whether it relates to your purpose or not
0: mm. Mm. right right if cuz if it's not then mm. it's Maybe it's something else? like your yeah right it's like you're forcing something on yourself that you are not supposed to do is that right yes
1: Yes, maybe and uh, maybe you're just stressing yourself it becomes stress it loses the fun
0: right 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 amazing now when it comes to language learning there are so many beginners right and like you said some have to end their journey before they could even begin But I've been coaching English for two years now, almost two years, and most of the people have this problem that when I try, they have two very common problems, which is, first of all, I'm really scared to engage in conversations with people because I'm afraid if I make mistakes, what are they going to think of me? And two, I just can't, I get stuck for words or I just don't, I feel unconfident because of this, yeah. so I feel like I will just never be able to speak this language, whatever, whatever language might be. Mm-hmm. So how did you get through this initial problems of language learning?
1: Well, I, I think that, that everyone can pass through this. I feel like everyone does pass through this. And I feel like I'm still like, it's still like, I think even if you even master a certain language, you could still, since you're not a native, sometimes even if you're native really such situations happen so you need to yeah. get, get to understand this that we are humans and we make mistakes that's the default that this is what it means to be human so expecting not to make mistakes or not to feel awkward at all this doesn't this is not realistic at, at all so uh, that's one thing so yeah and um, even recently there was this time I was, I was working at, uh, at a university in, in, uh, in UAE, and then uh, this Korean professor came. And I was like, oh my god, you're Korean. And he's like, yes. And I wanted to, to you know, you don't see Koreans every day in, in the Middle East, so it's not easy. So I was like, just engage in conversation. At that moment, I don't know why, until the guy left, I did not speak a, one single word in Korean. I was just like, I don't know why, like, like blocked, you know, I just didn't know what happened. I was like, what just happened, Hala? And after he left, I felt so bad at myself and I didn't understand what happened and why I was not. I didn't try to speak at all. And then uh, just a moment later, another professor came. So I was like, Hala, you speak now. And I did speak and I made a friend. I was like, yes so it's okay but it wow. just made me realize that it's okay you know that these things they happen they happen so mm. even if you're you're confident in a certain language it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you will not ever make a mistake that's once that's one point right and uh, right. i think this feeling comes from us wanting to control uh people's perspective about like about us and that's also something not realistic you know it's a struggle i still i still struggle with this you know i think it has to do with my personality and mm. uh, i th- I feel like this is one of the things that one has to keep fighting in order to continue you know these little right, right. feelings yeah uh, but as long as you do not make mistakes i realize uh you don't make progress so and i'm very glad that uh, although this is a struggle for me I have learned uh, like throughout the years and now I am, I, I'm getting to a point where I do try to use um, sentences or make expressions with the natives that I speak with, you know, to use the expressions that I think are, could be wrong, you know. I would purposely use the expression to see if it's correct or not. I'm very proud of myself for reaching this point because, you know, I really, it makes me feel, you know, confident and not the opposite. You know,
0: right. wanting to make the right. mistake
1: because you realize that if you don't make it, you will never learn.
0: Absolutely. This is really inspiring for a lot of language le- learners that are listening to this right now. Right. Uh, yeah. And in real life, you know, people don't expect you to be perfect. People just want to communicate and share the information. If you can get your point come across, point understood by the person that you're trying to communicate to, then that's it. The native speaker, if you go to their country, now let's say if I come to your land, now the shopkeeper is not going to expect me to speak perfect Arabic. It's about understanding. He's not going to pick on my mistakes. This is, only, this is coming from those teachers, you know, stressful teachers, stressing teachers, and maybe some friends if they judge you for it. But this is not how it works.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. Like the example you just said. Now, if you come here in the shop, uh, you know, the shop owner would not actually want you to speak perfect. They will just want to communicate and something else above that. He will be impressed that you speak Arabic in the first place. So if you're worried about impressing people or worrying about people's perspective, he will respect you for even trying to learn their language. So this is not an issue so i did realize that by the way so there's like a very strong magical effect on people once you use their native language it's mm. really it, it's just it's eye-opening and it, it makes you you know freeze in your place from how much you know magic you hold in your hands just by using one two three words from a certain language so i remember even that professor that my friend now when i was uh, the first thing i said you know instead of choosing i i i said it i was like we uh, i speak uh, korean okay so i was just like it's just one sentence i was like uh so i just w- said one sentence so and when i said that he just stopped everything it was like impressive you know and at that moment i felt that you know i didn't have to do anything for I I don't have to worry about like speaking well the not speaking well because you know people are yeah yani, in this aspect there it's much simpler than, than we think, you know. And people's expectations are not as huge as we put them, you know. We we burden ourselves so much with what we think others are gonna think. I mean, it's us who focus on us. You know. Mm-hmm. No one else does <laughs> people don't care really. So they don't really yeah. focus so much with you or judge you so much. Oh, yeah, that's yeah,
0: yeah 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 Yeah, totally just you making an effort to to try and speak their language this is admirable for those people exactly they appreciate that oh he's he's trying he's trying that's good they actually assist you in that and yeah. if you had a friend or if anyone judges you like that oh he cannot speak as nice as i speak then that is probably because the, the friend that judges you is probably coming from a bad place maybe he's insecure trying to put you down it's right so, so yes so just don't be afraid of making mistakes make more mistakes because if you don't you're not going to learn anything
1: exactly and if, if someone's laughing today they'll be the ones later on you know i don't know figuratively you know crying <laughs> So yes. so they'll, they'll be the ones going like i wish i had done that as well mm.
0: because the person that's laughing laughing or picking on you he's not trying you're trying mm. and before he knows it you're gonna be on a completely different level if you keep trying keep working and keep believing in yourself
1: yes exactly
0: <laughs> totally okay now how many languages do you speak right now
1: so i do i speak english arabic and so arabic is my native i speak english and i speak korean and I am I'm learning I'm learning like Urdu mainly slash Hindi since they're very similar, and
0: mm.
1: that was eye opening for me to discover. Anyways, so so Urdu and uh, Spanish and Swahili, and also okay. sign language. But gosh, finding sources is very difficult. Well, yeah. So I'm trying to learn the to to learn the ASL as in the American, and also the the Arabic in general though although they differ from this to another so and uh, yeah so swahili and urdu and spanish
0: okay yes. swahili is fascinating is swahili recognized all over africa
1: it is uh, spoken by many countries yeah and they do understand it um yeah however oh my god like first one point about swahili uh, i okay Lots of realizations once I I, I got into this world, you know, the first realization. It's very easy to learn. It's such a simple Mm. language. It's beautiful. And that's one thing. So comparatively, you'll find it very easy. Second thing, it's full of Arabic words. Really? So for me, it was like, and also, of course, with Urdu and and Hindi, which also includes so much Arabic words and which is so awesome, actually. And um, yeah. So that's the thing, and there's another point, so I was for a long time I was learning the Swahili, and then I was like, I, I realized that uh, from pages and Instagram and such that when people put examples and when pages they put the learning materials, you know, yeah they're not the same so I it, there's something wrong, so was, there's something off and I remember consulting this my friend he's called uh, Suleiman Salvatore, yeah and he teaches swahili as well so i was like what's happening why is it so many i don't understand what's happening so he was like yeah it's true that they do recognize they they understand the language but each place is they they speak their own slang they mix slangs together so yeah. so finding a like an actual resource that is so you know simple is not as as easy yeah so yeah that's, right. that's the difficulty with swahili but still, mm. very beautiful, very beautiful. Of course, like I told you, I judge by sound. So all the languages I picked for me, it's just I just love how they sound so much, including yeah. Hindi, oh my God. So yeah, it's just wow. Yeah, hopefully, okay. hopefully, like I told you, hopefully would, I'd be able to talk to you in Hindi by the end of the year, hopefully.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you will,
1: Salah. judging
0: by how smart of a brain you have thank you yeah now i'm gonna check on you again by the end of the year we'll do this thing again we'll do it in hindi who knows Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay now that thing about the sound of the language um, i'm in love with spanish i just love how it sounds and about swahili i think you know if you hear swahili you can tell it's african
1: Yes, you feel the African vibe,
0: right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You
1: feel vibe you feel just it's it's just beautiful. But actually I just did discover though that there's a lot of Arabic words and it's just like wow, real surprising. And even my the people I know, my friends who who do speak Swahili, they're surprised when they know that these words are Arabic. And I'm like, they're Arabic. Right?
0: Wow. Yeah? yeah, I just <laughs> I just found out. Yeah. Exactly. Very interesting. Super interesting. And um, the other one, uh, how similar are Urdu and Hindi?
1: I found found that uh, I'm really glad that I I found the source that was really helping me in learning. And and he's like, he's Egyptian and he teaches, which is really cool because he's an Arabic speaker. And uh, now I can see the the, and he he tells me the things from my perspective as an Arab. So even looking at the similarities between them and everything so i do realize that the writing system is different but it's so funny how how the, the the sentences and the words and the and even the what do they call it the the word um and like the organization the order of the sentences everything is the same and how they do understand each other and and i just didn't know that i felt so like this is one of the things that vexed me like i told you <laughs> But why didn't yeah. I know all this? I know that now. I know that if I speak one of those languages, I can easily take it. can easily take me to the other because the difference is not so much. Now, the writing system, okay. The, so now, for example, I'm narrowing things down, so I'm not bothering myself with the writing, the Hindi writing system, because it's okay. going to be more for me. Although the Urdu is the letters are actually the basis is Arabic, so there is. Yeah difference so I'm taking things step by step but I love how much uh, close they are and how much I know that the terms now you can tell me maybe I mean the terms in um there are some religious terms and such such differences uh between the two languages the Hindi and the Urdu but the difference in the language structure itself is not not really different
0: hmm. I think they both come from the same place more exactly. or less exactly yeah
1: yeah but it's really funny how just the writing system is different, and it's just like you guys have the same yeah. language. <laughs> Why
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. The writing is completely different. I mean, um in Urdu or in Arabic, you start from the left to right.
1: Yes, and uh, which That's is a like big difference. yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: and the letters are completely different when it comes to Hindi. but both there is something about hindi and and both Urdu. they're really. They're really sweet and beautiful, if exactly. you use them.
1: Exactly. right. I think many people agree. I think many people agree, but they just don't they're not um, they're not uh, they don't have the courage. You know, I mean, they're scared of wanting to learn it or maybe scared from society as well, going like, "Oh, you want to learn Hindi because of the movies, you know, you just want to learn Hindi because of the songs. I think I really think that this really stops many people from learning it. However, mm. I think a huge number of people would agree. Uh, like the Arabs, at least I know that it's beautiful.
0: Sure. I just can't wait until I hear you speak in Hindi.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm waiting for that point. That.
0: <laughs> okay. I think we gotta wrap this up before you have you have uh, you don't yes. have much time today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we wrap this up. Um, As we talked about purpose, as we talked about passion, one more thing that you are doing is now you have your own podcast which is available on Spotify.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Right. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, it's it's, it's a podcast. It's in Arabic mainly for now. It's called Al Mas'ala, which means uh, like the issue. So this is why it's called on the issue Almas'ala. Masala, uh, and maybe you can put the link later for them the page because uh, yeah, it's Almas'ala. You you write you'll see it with the two in between in the middle because the two is a in in Franco Arabic the letters that are not available in uh, that are in Arabic but not in English. Yeah, we use numbers to refer to them, so that's why it says Almas, and then two and then A L A. So yeah,
0: right, so yeah. This,
1: this podcast is about personality, so that's the focus. So it's me, my uh, my twin sister. She's called Hind. Uh, she's a physician and then we have two others. Um, three other uh, members. Uh, they're Egyptians They are from our friends. One is a graphic designer for the page. And uh, two are are with us into this. They are our colleagues. And uh, we discuss personality issues, um, different uh, classifications of syst- like classifications for personality. Okay. Uh, mainly the M the one called MBTI, Myers Bricks Briggs classification, and mm. uh, OPS, which is the Objective Personality System. So that's just like a page to help people. So we're trying to share our experience with learning more uh, about ourselves and about others and educating others on the issue that's why it's called on the issue (laughs) yeah the very important issue yeah which is how to look into themselves and to understand their characteristics and their character and understand others around them so it's really eye-opening very eye-opening to understand this to 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 get a glimpse of what it means, like this, the whole system of the MBPI, for example. So it, it's like a it's like a classification that uh, it divides people into 16 personalities, according to certain functions that um, like if you think of a person as a machine, so it's kind of like the engine and how it works and what are the functions inside you that move, make move you, you know, that actually trigger you to do things. What are your motives? What are your motives? slash etc etc. So wow. that's yeah. It's really eye opening, however. It's not one of those tests that you find on, you know, on Facebook people trying them <laughs> out, you know, all the games. Yeah. I'm like a lion, you know, such a <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's real actual psychological um
0: No, yeah. This is really valuable. Now w- When everything in my life got better, the relationship got better. The world was a better place for me was when I got better. And how did I get better? When I learned about myself, the more you learn about yourself, the more you grow, because now you, now, you know, now you're a more functional human being. Now you know how to operate well. So this education that you got, you guys are providing to Arabic people now that it's only available in Arabic. This is fuel for people, and this is going to catalyze a lot of growth. And this is really life-changing. This is a great work that you guys are doing. So all mm-hmm. the best to your podcast.
1: Thank you so much. And oh my God, you're, you're awesome. You just said everything. So <laughs> that's exactly what we're trying to do. That's exactly what we're trying to do. And it is available now in, in Arabic only, but hopefully uh, as soon as we get it in English, we'll let people know and uh, maybe other languages. I've noticed that a lot of uh, Koreans for example are very interested in personality classifications and maybe you can get them as well. So yeah. yeah we're focusing on Arabs however because now if you google MBTI for example you are going to find a lot of uh, resources about MBTI. Lots of people are making videos, they're educating people but you will not find the same as regards to other uh, Languages and like Arab, Arabs really are really lacking in this. So this is why we thought we should deliver that in Arabic. Yeah, very interesting though. For my sister and I, we're very used to English. It's a very interesting experience, even for me yeah. to have it in all all in Arabic. So um, yeah, I feel like I learn. And we're of course we're not like uh, like a hundred percent professionals in the issue. We're not, you know, uh, right, but right. we have researched for many years about it so even since we were in school and, um, and that's why we want to share whatever we the experiences our experience with this type of of understanding and enlightenment and this is why right. we want to share with people and along the way we hope to learn as well so we all learn together
0: no yeah. yeah it's great i think this is what life should be all about for everybody now you guys are sharing what you have learned through your experiences or what you know with the world, which is, which is gonna turn out ultimately good for everybody. And this is what the life should be about, I think. So it's just great. It's just great job that you guys are doing. It's amazing.
1: Thank you so much, thank you.
0: Yeah, the one, uh, one more thing about it is you're also on YouTube. So it would be amazing, I think, to see you on YouTube, posting podcasts on YouTube as well, because for the, for the, for the job that you're doing, that thing you're doing, it's great. YouTube is, a, um, it, YouTube is an amazing place to reach out a lot of people and to get your message out there. So mm-hmm. it would be amazing to see you on YouTube in the days okay. and weeks ahead.
1: Maybe, maybe, yeah. I did make the I created the YouTube channel because of the contest with the KBS, the, the Korean contest. So, so, yeah. But I hope I oh, have, okay. maybe we'll upload videos, inshallah.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, but it's yeah it will be great if you put um, content on YouTube because your content is great your message is great your intent is pure as you said so it would be amazing
1: <laughs> Thank okay
0: you. all right now let me check if I'm missing something again okay covered everything all right my last question what is the impact that you want to have on the world
1: impact that i want to have in the world okay it's a big question um i feel like um for me i i want impact that i that is huge honestly so this is the way i'm trying to i'm, I'm trying to do it is through following my uh, my dream so i believe that if i okay i believe that i want the thing i want to get across to people is that I want them to follow to do something about what they want to do. So I want them to follow what their passion and to follow their dream because I believe that if each of us did that, we'll be all doing our jobs with the different different uh, aspects that we make us unique, and together we can actually make this world a better place. This is how I believe, and this is what I believe. So um, I feel like if I do this, if I become the role model in following my dream, other people like. Sometimes I imagine, if like in the future, uh, there's like a little kid or something, that would just go back and and see you know, uh, see what I had done, that I had done what I wanted to do, and she'll be like, and and even if it sounds crazy, you know, the things that I, I'm doing or there a lot or whatever, she'll be like, oh my God, look, she did that. Well, and and that girl will actually have a, a dream that may be much bigger than mine. And when she sees that I have done it, she'll go like, I can do it mine as well. And this is the point I want to reach.
0: I love that more than you could possibly imagine. Oh. Alright. Also, congratulations to you, Hala, for being the guest editor of the fall issue of Africa Update.
1: Okay. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Well, uh, yeah, that's that's um, yeah. The last post I put, yeah, it's it's like it's an article. It's not an article. It's like a journal, uh, an e-journal for the Central Connecticut State University in the U.S. and uh, the for the African Studies. And their issue this time is ancient, uh, ancient and contemporary Sudan. And this is why they they reached out to me. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're still we're looking for contributors. That are um, you know that want to write content on uh, on their issue, uh, gather articles and maybe even publish as a paper. Yeah,
0: it's amazing to you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is actually. I'm very honestly, I am very. Uh, the thing I told you about doors opening, you know, really, yeah. I am. I'm very. Uh, I feel blessed with fans because it has added me, to me much more than than I can. I could have ever imagined. You know, I, I I got contact with with great people. I I learned a lot from like even like um, um, big names. I uh, like um the author, international author, actually award-winning author Kaitane. He helped me and gave me even guidance even after the book was published. And and Shadia Taha, she's a, a a heritage expert. And i you know i and I am new new you now, and I'm doing this interview with you and. This doors keep opening. And uh, even this Africa update thing, and it's just um, you just don't know. You keep learning. Keep learning things and, and I, I just I really love it. And this happened to me because of uh, Faience. So this article, this um, Africa update thing issue came because I published something about uh, the history of Sudan because I'm interested in the topic and getting it across. And now just other things that are related are just coming, you know, and you feel like it helps build you, which is very awesome. So like I told you, don't have to do a lot of effort. to Just take the step.
0: I love that. Okay. Before I end this, um, do we have any points? Did we miss anything? Do you want to talk about anything?
1: That, I guess that's it. Guess
0: yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yes okay hello olish it was just great having you you have a powerful spirit thank you
1: thank you so much love you spirit as well and uh, thank you for having me so much and um and yeah this has been really fun
0: sure thank you bye everybody